This is the Hofstra Radio Alumni Audio Yearbook. We have a very special episode here, not one guest, but two guests. And if you wouldn't mind introducing yourself in alphabetical order and the years, you're at Hofstra Radio. Hey, good afternoon or morning or whenever you're listening to this. This is Brian Burton, and I was at Hofstra Radio from 1987 to 1991. And this is Charlie Cusimano. I was at Hofstra Radio from 1988 uh, until 1990, December of 1990. Okay. And we've we've gathered you guys here together because uh, someone has unearthed the audio classic known as Two Guys Talking. And I wanted to talk to you guys about the process of making that, what it was like, what you got out of it. And uh, I guess let's start at the beginning. Where how did you guys know each other and what made you guys work on something like this? Uh, well, Brian had met at school. We had met in classes, I believe, right? Sure. Correct. Correct. We were both now, RAs in the Kelly, not, was it Kelly? What was the name of that? Colonial. Colonial. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. I forgot we were both that. both RAs and we hung out. So we knew each other outside of, of uh, the WRHU, but then we were in RHU together and how it came about, I, I, Brian, what do you recall? Well, I remember we were just sitting around one day talking about nothing like we normally do. <laughs> and we, we sort of came up with the idea. We're like, this might be a fun idea, right? When guys sit around, they talk about nothing. They, they, nothing comes on. I can tell you in present day, my wife will you know, bring up, I just had a conversation with an old friend. She says, oh, you know, how is his kids? How's his wife? I was like, I have no idea. I didn't, it didn't come up. We just talked about idiot thing. So that, that was kind of where, where it came from. So we, we put that incredible idea to paper and we gave it a shot. Yeah. So speaking of talking of nothing, I, I think this was the time of Seinfeld, the TV show about nothing. Was that is that right? Was Seinfeld yeah. back then? I, it, it came out, I think, in 90, didn't it? Or 89? I hadn't watched it. I hadn't seen it yet. I remember hearing about it. Um, but it was definitely more of a Beavis and Butthead yes. on, uh, in, in a mellower version to me. I would agree. I, I don't know that we're completely aware of Seinfeld yet or that it was a show about nothing, but it would be incredibly prescient of us to say <laughs> at the same time as Jerry Seinfeld would be spectacular. Well, from, I was from Long Island, as, was, as is Jerry. Yeah. And yeah. huge Mets fans. There you go. So Charlie and I had a conversation about his early days at the station, and I and I dragged out of him. I said, you know, if you had to come up with an elevator pitch for this, and Charlie, I think you said something like, it's Beavis and Butthead, but like through the lens of the Grateful Dead or Deadheads or something kind of mellow. Does that does that seem right? And and if that's correct, how did you get this past Jeff Krause? <laughs> I remember doing the first couple. Uh, and Jeff, I don't know that he was completely on board, but I remember Sue sat me down and made me write out why it was funny. <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah. Yeah. She's like, yeah. I never heard that. Yeah. She's like, you need to explain why this is funny. <laughs> I don't think I can. It just is. It's funny. It's stupid. It's dumb. Uh, but, uh, so that, that, 
that was the closest like we came to. <laughs> I, I don't know how we got it past Jeff. I don't remember him caring. Like I, he liked us. <laughs> That's all it counted. <laughs> he gave us a shot. He knew barely anyone was listening. <laughs> how did this? I, I, again, Charlie. I think you described this that you guys went to the studio on like a Sunday night and just figured, you know, we'll figure it out. We'll just give this a try. Was, was there a plan, a thought, or was it just like Brian said, you know, uh, just guys talking about nothing. I don't remember ever writing a script or anything down. Uh, I remember I would literally go down. I was living at that time in the tower had that extra loft floor, like a 13th or 14th floor. I don't know if anybody's been in the super top of the towers. And in the, and in the lobby, there was um, a, a machine where you could get snacks. I would get a thing of potato chips. It was always the same potato chips. And we, we always started the show off with eating. But other than eating something, that was the only common denominator was that we were going to be eating something. And then I don't remember like coming up with saying, oh, this was being a, like there's a jungle, there's baseball. There was one at Shea Stadium. I, I think we just kind of came up with them Sunday night late down there. But Brian, what do you recall? Yeah, you're you're dead on. Uh, you were responsible for bringing in the chips for sure. <laughs> uh, and then we had a multi CD jacket of sound effects and background noises, and we just thumbed through it until one sort of captured us, uh, and we said, "Okay, you know, let's be at a baseball game. Let's be, you know, on the beach. Let's be, you know, being <laughs> being boiled uh, in an oven in the in the jungle." Uh, <laughs> We just we just sort of picked that background noise and then banged a couple ideas together. I don't know that we ever took more than two or three takes to, to <laughs> do it, but uh, it was. I would love to say it was more constructed than that, but it was pretty freewheeling. <laughs> so in today's age, I mean, obviously we're recording digitally. We're in three different places. You know, the zeros and ones. It's very easy to do, but. You guys were recording, I guess, on multi-track tape in in the studio. I mean, yes. it's, it's sort of a foreign concept these days, even though we all live through it. That there's a finite amount of tape, right? Was that ever a, a concern or consideration? No, we were good technically. I was pretty good with the with the multi-track. So I don't remember if we did do the two track or the eight track. We probably just did it on the eight track and, and mixed it down. Although I don't recall for sure, um, but. We didn't, I don't even, the funny thing is, I don't know if we were both on the mic at the same time, or if we would record separately, or if we had somebody helping us, or if we would hit record and then just go into the studio, but, which seems kind of ridiculous to do that, but we may have done that. I, I don't, Brian, do you remember? No, I remember that, Charlie. Um, we did not have any help. What we would do is we'd set everything up, and then we would run around the corner into the studio and record. Uh, together. Um, we didn't do it one at a time. Um, it, we, we would lose any of the incredible chemistry that we had, I think, uh, if we did it that way. But then we'd come back, we'd mix in the sound effects and and do all that onto the onto the multi-track. Right, right. We did it in the A-track, right? That was an A-track studio, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. I just I just want to give folks a mental picture here. So so there's the, the multi-track engineering part, and you guys would set up the mics click record in the one room, one of you would, or both of you would run into the room with a, with a yellow couch and then sit down with your potato chips and start talking. Yeah. I think, yeah, we, were exactly. standing. I think we did it standing. I don't remember any yellow couch being in there, but 
we we couldn't we couldn't uh, risk uh, you know using too much tape, so we had to be quick. That's awesome. That's great. Well, we've talked about it. Let's let's hear the first episode, and and then maybe we can talk about that. Now here's two guys talking. Try on a potato chip. No, thanks. Why not? Because I have a cold. <laughs> what, what, what? What is it? I don't know, but it makes me feel like mud. Nice beat, man. I know, I hate it. How are you? I'm all right. What are you doing this weekend? Nothing. Me either. Next time you hear Charlie ask... See Darkman yet? No. Me either. and the outro is just too long it's it's so dry and <laughs> you're just dry. waiting for something to something else to kick in and it just doesn't and i think that makes me laugh more i love brian's pause there at the end like you see dark man yet no <laughs> <laughs> it's as the genius of the show it's all in the pause comedy is all about pauses come on there's there's zero content. So what, what was nice about you know when I hear that back, so you know the the studio you wanted to play with all the the cool machines in there and they had this Yamaha effects machine. I think they had two of them so you could do it in stereo, right? But or whatever it was. But you know you never used any of those stupid sounds. So we got to run your voice through the robot filter or whatever it was that that made that stupid opening voice. You know, you never got to use that kind of filtery stuff. And I liked playing around and say, well, what does this do? Or what does this do? And what does that sound like? So you kind of, um, you know, trial by error just to see what each sound was. And that was that's what was really fun about that. You know, hearing, doing my voice in the beginning, I think I was the opening and the closing voice. Um, yep. And we ran it through some kind of weird robot sound. I, and that I really enjoyed doing that kind of figuring out how to do something different or whatever it was. For sure. I mean, that, I, that was part of the fun. I mean, when we were just trying to somehow make it interesting with with zero jokes and zero anything, you know, we were, <laughs> we were taking our fourth year uh, knowledge of the studio and, and just putting it to the test. So we had a lot of fun with it for sure. I always assumed it was someone else doing the 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 intro and outro voice. I didn't realize it was it was Charlie or you guys doing it. Uh, we had a very limited budget. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, we were also so embarrassed we didn't want to bring anybody into our world. However, Steve Oling did make an impression. Yes, yeah, he did he, for sure. We should. Can we? We do. We do. We know which one Steve Oling is in. Gosh, we could jump around. I don't remember. Well, which one do you want to play next? You want to play? Let's do baseball next. Okay. Is that cool, Brian? That's a, that sounds yeah. Cool. All right. So this yeah. one was funny. I don't know what the what the why how we came up with this, but I'll just hit play. Now here's two guys talking. 
Charlie. Can't believe they don't have any potato chips. Yeah, I know. Especially at Shea Stadium. I can't believe how easy we got series tickets. Yeah, and they were so cheap. I didn't even know the Mets were in it. Wait a minute. Did the Mets get new uniforms? Hold on. Who are these guys? They sure are out of shape. Welcome to the annual New York Police Department softball tournament. Stand up, Charlie. Next time, hear Charlie say, Want to go see Gone with the Wind? No. It's too long. Yeah. Remember about that one is we found this sort of background noise of a baseball game. It was World Series time. You know, Charlie's a Long Island guy. The Mets were terrible. And oh, no, they were good. It was 89, 90. They were still, in the, you know, the year before, 88, they had uh, just lost to the Dodgers. Yeah. So we had kicked around, you know, what if, you know, hey, let's let's be at a baseball game and can't believe our good fortune of finding the tickets and all that just to find out that, you know, we're at the – New York Police Department softball tournament. <laughs> it was, that was the ironic twist that was right in there. You couldn't couldn't see. Coming. I think that's Brian's voice that we put the reverb on. If I'm right, right? Ah, I think I think that was me. I think that was me. You're right. And no matter how the Mets are doing, I think it's always a good joke that you can always pick on the Mets. I think right, you can always right. get a laugh out of that. Oh, for sure. I thought there sure. was a parking joke. Like I can't believe we got such good parking. We're, but we said, I said, we got such easy tickets. No, part, yeah, parking's on parking's on Jones Beach, on the beach. Oh, is that what that beach was? <laughs> That's right. That's right, because we were there in, like, November. <laughs> we were always very shocked by our good fortune on two guys talking. Uh, but, but it, yeah, no, it was, it, was, it was a ton of fun. And, you know, that's probably a really good example of the writing process, right? We found a sound effect we liked. We wrote a little ditty around it and then uh, ran back and forth from the studio to record it. Yeah. I remember I remember the line, you know, coming up with, oh, welcome to the annual policeman's softball tournament. Like that one always cracked me up. I, like, so like oh, this guy's a sure out of shape. Like I, it's, there are certain things I remember and other things I'm totally blanked up. But, yeah, I, I remember doing that one. How often did you guys put these together? Once a week on Sunday nights. Yep. Late. Yep. It was like 11, 11.30, we'd go down. It's just like Saturday Night Live. Same pressure. You know, you, you got a show to put on, and and uh, so we would bang out our 30-second uh, uh, show on a weekly basis. And, and you know, remarkably, the quality never suffered. <laughs> I mean, it, it was just it was killer every week. Okay, let's hear another one. Let's see what else you got. All right. I'm, I'm going to go right to the next one, to the jungle. Which might uh, this is my favorite. Now here's two guys talking. Charlie, wanna on my trip? Yeah, 
dig these jungle delicacies. What happened to our safari leader? I don't know. I lost track after they threw us in this boiling cauldron. You think what they say about cannibals is true? What? That they like Patty Smythe? No. Sign for that. But they just suffer from low self-esteem. And the reason they eat people is because they can't deal on a social level. starting to boil. Yeah. I think they're going to baste us. Next time, hear Charlie say... Man, I thought the natives in Jersey were bad. I don't know why we ever did that second line. <laughs> like, we should have shit-canned that idea. The, uh, the the reason that one's my favorite, right? It's probably the the highest concept one we ever did uh, with the with being in the kettle and all that stuff. But we were trying to figure out different things to eat than uh, potato chips. So I think it was Charlie. Yeah. We decided we needed wanted something exotic, and so he just read the Yamaha speaker back, <laughs> and that was Am- Amahaya chip. <laughs> Uh, and so that, that came. So I think that was the beginning where we started to move away from chips and we ate pretzels. We ate all kinds of different yeah. crunchy things. The genius, uh, the Yamaha chip. <laughs> yeah. It was good stuff. Yeah. Cause the Yamaha was the effects machine. Yes. Yeah. So maybe that's what it was from. I just know that's, that's the Ahamaya yeah. chip. There is something I, I, there was a bit that we did a couple of years later where Oh, I think it was a station ID where we had someone do the letters, do the whole thing backwards. We figured out how to sound it out and then record it and play it back in real time. So, of course, the timing was all weird. But I guess that's just, that's just a fun thing to do when you're messing around in a studio doing things backwards or upside yeah. down. It's just it's just part of the, the process. Do, now, sure. do you think that would play today? Like, do you think somebody would be able to do that today? Or do you think it's a little not PC? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know that we crossed any cultural line. We we addressed some of the some of I like the Hitler <laughs> joke though. Oh no, Patty Smythe. Patty Smythe is a different one. I don't know where we yeah, came yeah, up with these. You're focused on the on the beach. I might have to go to the beach. <laughs> well, which one is the Oling one? No, I like that one with the sound effects and that one. That was a fun one. That I, I the jungle is probably my favorite too. Staten Island though, you came up with the best joke ever in Staten Island where I didn't see it coming. And um, I, I, I don't know who you stole it from because I don't think you came up with any original jokes on your own. <laughs> it's probably true. It's probably true. All right. We're going to skip ahead. Well, well, I, I can remember back in the day listening to that and laughing, but not sure why, why Patty Smythe? <laughs> it just seemed odd. It seems an odd Right, we're going. We're going. This is this is like this is the height of David Letterman, right? Yeah. So this, this is like odd, weird, you know, connections to things, and uh, it just seemed odd that the 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 natives who are about to eat us might be Patty Smythe fans. <laughs> I I yeah, I don't know why I love it, but I remember loving that. And just like a Mets joke, 
I, I love a Jersey joke. I can't, yeah. I can't get enough. Yeah. And I yeah. live in New Jersey now. Yeah. So we we were, you know, we were not afraid to go, to go low for sure. <laughs> Common denominator. Broad and low. I, I like that. <laughs> We may have also had beer with us when we went down there. Did we bring beer with us into the studio? It's I'm sure that's against station policy, but you know, this is this is uh it is possible. <laughs> well it's better I mean, than the other stuff we could have brought. <laughs> yeah. Never do that. Brian McKinley's no. like, what are they talking about? I'm gonna have to edit this all out. Oh no, no. Well I, I, I worry about the statute of limitations, but <laughs> Well, well, for the record, that never happened. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's go to Staten Island. We can keep talking about Staten Island. All right. Now here's two guys talking. Charlie. Want a beer pretzel? Yeah. I love these. You know, I love going out west. Yeah. To Staten Island. Sure is horse lovers town. Yeah. There's great music too. Thank you, Staten Island. Now for our next number, we're gonna play I Can't Get Over You. You're going to have to roll over and turn out the light yourself. Put another log on the fire. Brian, I hate this song. You Yankee dog. How's that feel? Ow. Next time, hear Charlie say... Brian, why'd you hit me? I'm sorry. Sometimes Conway Twitty drives me wild. That was so again. Yeah. When, when Brian did that line, I said he, he goes into that southern accent right next to me and says that out of nowhere. I was I was cracking up. It still makes me laugh to know it. I can't get over you. So you're going to have to roll over and turn out the light yourself. Like, just, I was like, why would you? It just floored me. I was laughing so hard. Ah, uh, this high concept. Again, we. <laughs> but I love going out west of Staten Island. I mean, that was my head family in Staten Island. I used to go there. So the whole idea of Staten Island being like Western town, because, you know, it's not really part of New York, although, you know, it's always kind of like. It's kind of like the fifth beetle, you know? <laughs> it's just, <laughs> I love that one too. That one cracks me up. <laughs> that was good. We were introducing new snacks. We had beer pretzels. Yeah, and even though the funny thing about the beer pretzels, like they, I'm like, they still sound like chips. You know? <laughs> they, <laughs> they were. It was so stupid. <laughs> was there a consistent brand of chip? I think the people want to know, or was it just whatever you had around? <laughs> Uh, probably Lay's, I think, would be, or Doritos. I was a Dorito freak. So it was either Doritos or regular potato chips. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So whatever, whatever the fine uh, machine at the bottom of the towers uh, offered up. But yeah, my memory is Lay's almost always as well. Had a good crunch, had a good uh, sound to it. Yeah. So. <laughs> 
So once you guys did a few of these, what were were people coming up to you and laughing or, or making suggestions or were you getting, what kind of feedback were you getting? I think it's the people at the station. It got a kick out of it. You know, it was something different. It was, it was, it was a lot of fun. Um, you know, again, my, <laughs> I was interrogated of why it was funny by Sue. Um, but, but I think in general, the reaction was good. Uh, it's not like you, we walked around campus and people, you know, asked us, aren't you the two guys talking? But it, it was, it was a lot of fun. We got good feedback. Yeah. From it. I thought we got good feedback. I remember there was a few people who started, uh, maybe giving us a few ideas. Oh, why don't you do one here? Why don't you do one there? I was like, yeah, yeah. For sure. But I would blow, blow them off kind of. <laughs> we had people that wanted to be in it. Yeah. Right. So they came in and they, they wanted to make an appearance. So it was fun. It was. It was fun for sure. Uh, yeah. The reaction was good. Did you, did you ever hear it while you were on campus or driving around kind of catch it unexpectedly? Uh, yeah. I mean, I was, I was at that time, I was the, um, I was the chief engineer at that time. So I was at the station a lot. So anytime it came on, you know, I was always, I was always happy to hear it. And then, uh, you know, every once in a while you'd hear it while you're walking around and you're like, hey, I think I heard it yeah. in the bookstore once, which was really funny because they had yeah. the RSU was always broadcast through the, whatever the, you know, in the, the student union, whatever that, you know, main, where you buy clothes and all your stuff, you know, like, is that the bookstore, I guess? But yeah, yeah. So I think I heard it in there once and I was like, oh, that's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm trying to remember, did you guys leave all of them like in the cart rack or did some of them get retired over time? I have no idea. Boy, that's a, no that's idea. a good question. Yeah. I always remember it being on a reel-to-reel. Yeah, I don't know if we were using carts yet then. Yeah, I I think it, I think it was a reel-to-reel that they hit. Um, that's my memory of it, but, uh, yeah, um, I don't know what the final yeah, output was, honestly, it was probably two track and then, uh, yeah, that's a, that's a great question. I'm not sure. <laughs> my, my memory of, of, of being there and, and playing that sometimes is they were on carts and they were labeled they were. and I just couldn't remember if it was, were some of the later ones or if it was just the, the whole catalog. Well, I think but... people started doing it the following year after we left, I believe. I believe it got carried on. Yeah. Yeah. Cause yeah. I was there through 94 and it was definitely there. It was definitely something that we would, we would reach for from time to time. If there were, if there was a problem, there was the fractals cart and there was, there was something else that, you know, emergency time filler. But, uh, but oftentimes we just, we just worked it in just for fun. Cause it was so, so, so different. Who started and, to, I'm, but well, let me go back. Uh, so, but I don't remember. Did it just run on Mondays, Brian, or was it like because we did it Sunday night, and they would do it sporadically through the day, right? But it was just Mondays. Yeah, yeah. I remember it only being on one day a week. I don't remember what day it was, but it was uh, it was special from that from that standpoint yeah. that it wasn't just all the way through. But yeah, it was. It was. Yeah, but it was it nice. Was always- I think. I think the real cool thing was that people wanted to continue it. I think you know that that means that that it. it talk to people and people could relate to it and they found it funny and they wanted to work on it. People, you know, that's the, the nicest compliment you could get. And it was nice to hear that. So that, that that's all you want. And they probably were much more professional about it after us and you know, probably put some thought into it and, and really, really brought it together. I'd love to hear some of them. Yeah. 
that's McKinley's next gig. <laughs> I, I feel like a like a detective sometimes. We got to dig out some of these tapes and ask around, ask questions. Who, who's got a cassette that's been sitting under a bed for thirty years? And my sister had, so I have to pay homage to my sister, who apparently I sent a cassette to Carolyn Cusimano in Milwaukee. By the way, Brian, hey now, Wisconsin, yes, bring it. So um, she had this cassette, and I said, "Do you still have it?" She goes, "Yes, I still do." Oh my! So she was able to. I had. I. I. I she bought a something to transfer cassette to computer. She had to find a cassette player that worked. So thank, thanks to my sister Carolyn Cusimano for making this all happen. That's awesome. So we were talking before we we started recording that 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 there's clearly a long lasting and and and. Uh, strong influence of two guys talking in popular culture. It's, it's popped up a number of times where, where people have either ripped you off or you've made millions of dollars from this concept. <laughs> yeah. I think Charlie's story is, is, is solid. Yeah. I had a friend who contacted me after college and we had lived together a few years in, in Weehawken, New Jersey. And I had played him the cassettes and he had went to Hofstra with me and he remembered two guys talking and he thought they were hysterical. And, and, my friend Al Reynolds uh, had moved out to New Mexico and seen a promo for the U.S. Open, I believe, with um, Pete Sampras and Andre Agassi. And they had done a very similar kind of promo where they weren't talking about anything and walking down like the hallway going out to the to this to the tennis court. And he literally thought I had sold two guys talking and called me up because congratulations on selling two guys talking. I'm like, what are you talking about? He goes, no, congrats. And you see those promos. I'm like, I have no idea what you're talking about. He goes, they're Jack. They're, they're exactly what, what you did. I'm like, you're kidding me. He goes, no, no, I can't believe you didn't know. I'm like, I have no idea what you're talking about. So, uh, you know, it's a, maybe just be a common idea or somebody just ripped us off. I'm really mad. Yeah. <laughs> the, uh, yeah, every time I see the Sonic commercials with the two morons sitting in front of the car talking about nothing, eating, eating Sonic, I'm like, yeah, that's that's inspired by inspired by the fine work of Charlie Cusimano and myself. I knew I liked those commercials. I just didn't know why. I didn't <laughs> now it seems completely obvious that you say it. I'm like, oh yeah, that's exactly what yeah, it is. That's exactly. <laughs> For sure. For sure. Let's go. I, I wanted to find the Steve Oling one, but I don't remember which one that is because I'm a moron. Now here's two guys talking. Try. Want a cheese doodle? Crunchy or puffy? Crunchy. No thanks. Hey, Bri. I don't think this is Monday Night Football. Why? I don't think Dan Deardorff would wear that colored gown. Yeah. You know what this reminds me of? No. What? Steve Bowling's famous grandmother. Who? Steve's grandmother. She's 92 and she tap dances on Broadway. Oh, wow. Hey, guys, what's up? Steve, your grandmother is 92 and tap dances on Broadway? 
you bastard. My grandmother has no feet. How could you say such a thing? One for each toe she doesn't have. And the pathologists and the bells and she can't believe it. Next time, hear Charlie say... Steve, sorry I picked on your grandma like that. Well, that's okay. <laughs> the funny thing is that there's an Italian TV show going on in the background. I, I was wondering what was going on in the background. Because <laughs> the sound effects library is kind of limited. <laughs> That's exactly it. Exactly. I, yeah, I, I don't remember making that one at all. I don't remember Steve being there. I don't even remember when I heard it back. I'm like, when did we do that one? <laughs> it's so yeah. weird. Yep. Yep. The uh, yeah, he was he was. I remember he wanted to be on one, and so we 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 brought him in and, and had him had him do that. So that was awesome. But yeah, but yeah, the the, the final one we had to address that Charlie was leaving. Uh, and he would not be back for senior years or my senior year. Um, so we, 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 we worked up as much emotion as two deadpan guys could come up with. Now here's two guys talking. Charlie, want to try one of these fried clams? No, thanks. I'm not very hungry. Good. All the more for me. So, Brian, don't you think it's strange I took you out to dinner? Well, I figured it was because you didn't like my mom's casserole. Yeah, well, because I'm leaving. You're leaving? Yeah. I got a job and I'm moving to Hollywood. Well, are we still going to talk? Not like we used to. Charlie? Nice talking to you. Next time, hear Brian say. Charlie? So, so much to unpack on that one. Uh, <laughs> so uh, it was my first appearance after it was always next time here, Charlie say, yeah, I missed, I missed out on the next time here, Steve say, <laughs> so it was, it's the only time I appeared in the post, uh, the post out. Um, but it, uh, I mean, we, we had a hoot and we had so much fun doing that. And, um, 
I, we just thought it was it was funny that these two emotionless guys that uh, would, would get worked up about about Charlie's departure. <laughs> Super fun. The, the music does a lot of heavy lifting there for you guys. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Sands, yeah. You couldn't rely on sands in the hourglass. These are the days of our lives. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We, uh, yeah. Again, our acting chops weren't weren't up there. We needed some help from the audio. Files, so. <laughs> it was good. It was good. But yeah, we. I mean, it was so much fun doing that for the for the year that we did it. And you know, I'm I'm glad that the recording survived and excited to hear that it actually existed past us. So that's super fun. I did not know that till today. Did you guys keep talking? Not so you know, much. Just once like LinkedIn and social media uh, kicked in, I had reached out to him and he kind of went into a different business. So a little bit, uh, not as much, but uh, yeah, I got busy right after school. Like I, I was, I got thrown into the video editing world and alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I uh, I left. I went into the hotel business. I was working next door at the Union Del Marriott that was right next door. Um, I, frankly, I owe Hofstra and WRHU my career, a 30-year career. Is that how you started? Hotel. Because you started working there? Yeah, I was over there as a banquet waiter. I and I had set up, my, yeah, I'd set up my table. I was, you know, sort of waiting for the event to start. The audio guys were having a hard time getting a... a, a basically a band set up. So I walked up and, you know, sort of troubleshot and got, got them up and working. And the, the, uh, the audio visual, which was called at that time, guy was like, you know how to do this. I was like, I have a, I have a four year degree. In plugging <laughs> uh, so I wasn't in bank was too much longer. And I, I was, I was an AV and, and I, I worked through that, but yeah, 30 years, super fun, but I owe it to WRHU and, and frankly, Hofstra. That's cool. Wow. Wow. Well, <laughs> well done. Brian, uh, I didn't bring any chips. This was a lot of fun. This was a lot of fun. Hopefully you can edit down to a normal. What, what are we up to? 34 minutes. That's not too bad. And plus the other intro, <laughs> the other part we missed. God, that was really dry. It's hard to talk now. How'd you guys do that? Oh, yeah. it's really dry. Um, well, I think, I think if anybody's going to listen to this and given, given the nature of the recordings, I think the longer and more awkward it is, the better. I think it's more enjoyable that way. Agreed. Agreed. They, the, uh, the sad state of affairs of our comedy is that it must be drawn out and long and painful. Hey, Brian. Yeah, Charlie. How about the Mets? <laughs> I, I, I see this. This is this is exactly what we would do. <laughs> You're like, you know what? That one didn't work. How about we do it deader? <laughs> okay. Super fun. Well, this was great. I appreciate I appreciate you bringing back all these fun memories. I I had, I had not thought about two guys talking in a long time. Thank you, Brian, and Brian, <laughs> many Brian.